Once upon a time. Boring. It was the best of times. It was the worst. You got that right. What's your problem? We want new stories. Hi, it's Frankie. And Garrett. And we host the ever-trending story, a weekly podcast where we bring to life a fictional story created by our own minds and some of the hottest, craziest trends from the internet. Find us wherever you download podcasts and be sure to join the fun on social media at EverTrendingPod. that sound hello and welcome <laughs> to another episode of my drunk movie theater i'm kyle sutton i'm trisha campbell and yes we know it has been a long long time since we've done this so excuse us if we don't remember how we do this show anymore so <laughs> uh, uh yeah if this is your first time ever tuning in uh so my drunk movie theater our whole premise is is we are a couple movie theater managers who just kind of bitch about the uh the silly customer interactions that we have talk about movie news and the things that are affecting our industry now um i think that pretty well sums it up so with that being said i think we just need to deep dive into it it's been a what has it been now almost two months since we last did our show no we we has it been two months i thought we did one more recently than that uh i know it's been a while hold on i'll tell you um yeah okay yeah so it's been almost it's been about six weeks it's been a month and a half so we did one at, at the start of april so um yeah uh, as i tweeted out this week the whole work life baby balance is really hard to to navigate and uh doesn't help that our schedules have not worked out either so we just kind of, kind of just throwing episodes out whenever we can hi child what are you doing there sorry I got I got baby here was <laughs> out watching Doctor Strange right now, which we're going to get into later on in the show. Um, and and since it's been three weeks, I think we are going to go ahead and go spoilery on it. So uh, fair warning, when we get to that segment, you might want to tune out. So if you haven't seen it, but I don't know anybody that hasn't seen it at this point. So, um, all right. So let's talk customer interaction stories. So my my favorite ones are when the customer just just is so upset that they want to bring up our distinguished competition right down the road as you know like the end all be all to which i'm just going please go annoy them i don't care like case in point so in this interaction i had a customer who came up uh i think it was i think it was bad guys opening weekend or maybe it was sonic it was, either way it was a kid's movie i do know that because it was on our, our children's theater um he brought his family of four to the theater one of his seats wasn't working the theater is sold out so i gave him a a readmit pass for his broken seat so that way you know he'd have a freebie to come back everybody else got to sit in their seats he could sit in his and and just not recline that's the only issue with the seat yeah um, okay so anyway, so when I said that, because I came to look at the seat, see if it was unplugged, see if there's anything I could do. I was like, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot I can do with this because um, it looks like the buttons need to be replaced. So and I, and I don't have any seats like I don't have four seats together to move you all into. So, um, yeah, if you just if you can just sit tight in this one seat um, and enjoy the movie, you know, I, like, so I'll, yeah. I'll get you I'll get you a readmit pass for your ticket. 
keyword your ticket not tickets yeah. ticket after the show so after the show he comes and gets me and i go and and he had told somebody who, whoever he talked to initially that he was getting readmit tickets plural after i'd already told him singular yeah so i go get him his one readmit hand it over to him i'm like all right here you go is there anything else i can do for he's like well i just he goes i uh, he goes, it, it just, uh, it's kind of frustrating that I didn't get to sit with my family. I go, what do you mean you didn't get to sit with your family? And he's like, well, I, I sat in the seat next to the one I was in because it was working. So I had to sit separately from my family and it just didn't feel good. And, you know, it, it separated us and I'm going, oh, okay. You, um, you like, made that choice. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, it just, I, I feel like, you know, it kind of ruined, it wasn't, it didn't feel good. And, uh, you know, it just, it, I'm sitting there going, you, you, you chose to do that i told yeah. you what to do honestly you shouldn't have moved at all because somebody else could have bought that seat and you probably ruined their night right so okay i'm like well i'm sorry if you really want i can get you pat he goes no 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 it's not about the money then why are you complaining especially that, that after the fact that was my initial thought like if 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 we could just have a customer service purge day where i can just say whatever the fuck i want <laughs> i would have said so then what the fuck are you complaining about if it wasn't about the money then why are you sitting here expecting all four readmits for the one broken seat? Now, I know there's probably some people listening that are going, I would have wanted, re I'm like, and I'm sure. And I even offered, if that's what it was going to take to make this customer happy, that's what I would have offered. And I, and I did offer after the fact. But when, it, when it's, the thing is, it's a one for one. Like, yeah, you had one broken seat. So why do you think you need four free tickets? Right. Because one seat was broken. Right. And you moved. Yeah. After I told you, sit tight, you know, and I'll get you the remit for your ticket. Mm -hmm. Nobody else has ever had this issue with me. None. Not at all. I had several people the same night had broken seats that couldn't mm -hmm. move that just took their two seats or one seat and were like, okay, cool. Thanks. You know, appreciate it. You know? Yeah. So yeah, don't sit there. That's my thing. Don't sit there and say it's not about the money when it's very clearly about the money. Yeah. Like if you if you're asking for all four seats to be reimbursed for your one broken seat, it is now about the money. Yes. Just own it. You That's were wanting free stuff. Yes. You were taking advantage of a of a situation to try to get free stuff. So anyway, so he goes, Yeah, it just didn't feel good. And then I like, I'm sorry, sir. Like I can I can get you readmits for the other seats if that's what it's gonna take. And he goes, well, no, it's just, you know, AMC wouldn't do that. And that's where I just about lose my shit. And at that point, every time that they say that, I just want to go, then go to AMC. Go to AMC. Be a pain in their ass because I'm done with you. Like, and you are not the first person. We've had people that get in line that, and they have come in repeatedly and get pissy when they have to wait in line to get their tickets after they've bought them online and don't yeah. understand what a convenience fee is. Like... Just a convenience fee to skip the line. No, you paid a convenience fee to have your seat reserved for you so you didn't have to show up an hour early to get the preferred seat. Right. That's what the convenience for is for. Fee is right. for. Yes. Also to help us run our website because running a website is not free. No. No. I had a dude once, I don't remember if we talked about it here or not, but his his seat was broken. I think again it was a full it was either a full theater or I got a move. I don't remember. Yeah. But We'd gotten the situation taken care of, and he kept going on about how he didn't understand uh, why he would he would be the one to discover the broken seat. I said, "Sir, I'm sorry, but we we 
we don't check every single seat between every single show. It's just not possible. And he goes, well, I don't understand why not. You should be doing that. What? With what time? I know. I was like, we have limited time between showings to get it cleaned and, and ready to go for the next show. And then that crew moves on to the next theater to clean. If they have to stop and check every single seat between shows, they're not going to have time to get anything done. Also, even if they check it between shows, people can purchase their tickets sometimes weeks in advance. So if we find out it's broken, okay, we catch you at the door and give you the same spiel of either, okay, we'll get you switched or I'm sorry, it's sold out. You can either take sit in the, the seat that won't recline or you can get a refund and leave. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see what difference that that's going to make. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry, but our biggest theater has over a hundred seats in it. You know how long it would take to go through each one and test it? Right. Like we, we're doing the best we can. If you if you would like a job where that's all you do, why don't you talk to the manager of the building and see if maybe that's a possibility? Because we, we don't have time. Now, once we have a list and, and we have the parts to fix those seats, yeah, we'll go and fix them as soon as we can. But we can't catch every little thing that's wrong with our building. Yeah, it's, it's just, just it's, not possible. No, it's not. So we're going to do our best. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. We're going to try our damnedest to, to make sure that the building is in proper working order and seats are working and all that. But we're not going to catch every single seat. It's just not realistic. So and if I remember it, this was a busy weekend anyway. Probably. Uh, I do remember it. Was that? Was that Batman weekend? Uh, that might have been Batman weekend. So that's been a while. So, yeah. But I, I just, these people, I swear, you all kill me. I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I just, and like I said, I get the frustration. I really do. But to sit there and demand, demand that we go and ser- check every single seat to see if it's broken or to sit there and say that, you know, our distinguished competition elsewhere wouldn't do what we're doing as far as taking care of customers. I don't know what you want me to say at that point. You're not getting one over on me unless you're just trying to get the the last word in, in which case I'm just going to go, I'm sorry. You know, I hope I, you hope your night gets better. And, and yeah. that's how I that conversation with that guy. Like just, just so that way I got the last, <laughs> because that's how I am. I don't at that point. Once you bring in AMC or any of the other theater chains in the area or nationwide, I don't give a shit. I'm going to get the last word in. You have yeah. a good night. Like, that's it. Yeah. You have not phased me. You've just annoyed me. And I'm petty and I don't, I will not let you get the last word. The end. Be grateful that you're getting something and go away. Yeah. Along the same lines, I have another story. Okay. Of a, so, what day was this? Monday? I think it was Monday. Um, we here in this this area i i live very very close to the theater and we had a small power outage very brief oh shit yeah i forgot like 10 seconds didn't think much of it i get to work i find out that some of our battery backups slash surge protectors actually went down in that power outage and one of the things plugged in to to said surge protectors the computer that runs our pos so I walked in, we had no point of sale system. And so they had sent um, a couple of our employees out front and returning people away. They just decided we're closed. 
we can't sell tickets we can't sell concessions we, we can't really sell anything yeah can't even do like, like, yeah yeah there's nothing we can do yeah. so they had they had you know passes out front that they were handing out to people that had already paid online and you know kind of sent them on their way i did not interact with this customer but i found out after the fact that because we were talking as we were getting back up and going one of our frontliners uh said that a lady came in that had about four kids with her that had bought their tickets online and they felt bad didn't want to disappoint the kids and the movie like the, the, the projector still worked so they told them they could go ahead and go watch the movie Apparently, after all this explanation, she still walked in the building and then immediately headed towards the concession stand and went, all right, let's see what snacks we want. No. What? Our POS system is down. We can't sell you anything. And so I think they ended up giving her what she wanted and then she was going to come back afterwards and pay. And I was like, oh, no. At that point, I would have been like, no, you know what? You can't stay for the movie doll anymore. You can leave. Yeah. If you're not going to listen to us. Right. You, you can leave because technically we're closed yeah you shouldn't have been in here anyway we decided to be nice to, to be nice to your kids and and that and that you're gonna if you're gonna walk all over us and demand things for it you can leave yeah and that that is why i quit doing nice things for people if i if i can avoid it like once in a blue moon i'll be rewarded for being for being the nice guy but for the most part no no i don't give a shit about your kids okay and their disappointment sorry guys disappointment's part of life this is a this is a good lesson to teach your children like that's sorry sorry that your kids are going to be disappointed but that's the world it ain't yeah. kind and it's it's kind of mean it's it's just it is what it is you just brace for it i don't know maybe that's just because you know my childhood was uh pockmarked and riddled with with disappointment and sadness so i, I just you know throw it all out there <laughs> you know um so I'm just like, yeah, everybody should be jaded by the time they're 10. Yes. Like, you know, <laughs> trying to raise the future of emo kids here. So um, working on it. Speaking of, we went to another concert this week. Yep. We did. But uh, yeah, so we went to see Simple Plan again. That was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. This time with uh, some 41 and set it off. Hence the future of emo kids there. So um because all us old heads were like yeah some 41 some playing woo and all these young young bucks behind us are like small pocket of gen zers yeah oh god no so bright I, colors in a sea of black and red yeah right i'm just they're going huh because because um, as i described on the way home their aesthetic was early 2000s pop punk ran through an 80s filter yes and uh, i stand by that statement it was very they were good they were a good band i i mm-hmm. didn't i didn't dislike them they they they're about our age so you know they're they're that firm millennial catering to gen z which is cool like that's fine like we have simple plan and some 41 are like right at the cusp of gen x millennial so mm-hmm. we can we relate with them because yeah. like i think what did i look at i think pierre's like only seven and eight years older than us from simple plan that sounds about right yeah something like that um so yeah so there's there's not too big of an age gap there mm-hmm. um so yeah but we're we're sitting there and trisha you overheard this conversation this is this is where you and i have now started to face our mortality um and the fact that we are not getting any younger um in addition to my hearing loss that i'm still going through apparently because uh <laughs> yeah i've had like a 
it, it almost feels like an ear infection you know that that pain that runs down like the, <laughs> behind your ear down inside your jaw uh-huh. like that feeling i had that all day yesterday and i'm finally getting over <laughs> it today it's just yeah um and that's what happens when you stand on on the barrier uh by security and the right in front of the speaker. speaker yeah um anyway patricia you overheard the following so between so some 41 went first simple plan went last between the two the two sets they were playing um a playlist it probably would have been my high school playlist i mean it was the you know pop punk pop rap hits of the early 2000s i mean yeah, good charlotte there was good charlotte there was yellow card there was green day uh you know the, everything you can think of and it was as sugar we're going down by fallout boy is starting and this is probably the fourth or fifth song that's played the crowd has been singing along to every single song at this point the girl behind us i overhear her turn to her friend and go they're playing all the oldies from when i was like eight i was in high school when all those songs came out uh yeah you told like me like 16 17 yeah yeah, you told me that, and I looked at you, and I said, I'm pretty sure I was 16 when Sugar We're Going Down came out, and I remember it hitting the airwaves, and honestly annoying the shit out of me, because it was every fucking where. Great song, <laughs> but it was everywhere. It was. And then followed right behind that was I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. Yep. <laughs> by Panic at the Disco, and I looked at you, and I go, and I was 17 when this one hit the airwaves. <laughs> If she's eight, that puts her at 26, which isn't like super far behind us. But when you call those songs oldies, mm, mm, I just want to go throw myself off the pier. Like, I just I can't. I can't do it. Uh, it, it. By comparison, oldies from when I was eight would be like Nirvana. Yeah. Pearl Jam. Yeah early Foo Fighters, like Red Hot Chili Peppers, like we could do this all day. No, uh, I refuse. When when you and I were growing Ironically, up, also Green Day. <laughs> yeah, still Green Day. Early Green Day. Uh, yes. No, so in in reality, what, what we used to, what used to play on the oldie station when we were kids would have been 50s early 60s so like the the early beatles stuff uh you know uh yeah. bill haley and the comets the uh, 50s 60s maybe early 70s Elvis, like it was it was stuff my parents listened to when they were young right and so so that's at least you know from from the 50s to to us growing up in the 90s that's a, that's a 40-year gap of stuff to listen to now granted the classic rock station was already playing stuff from the mid 60s on up into the early 80s which is fine but now like when i get on on our local classic rock station as soon as i hear freaking metallica anything off of the black album from 1991 i'm just going oh my god metallica's classic <laughs> rock now no no this cannot be make it stop like does not click um yeah i just uh just hearing that conversation like after you told me that i was just like no uh, we we <laughs> no go home it's past your bedtime child let the grown-ups have our fun <laughs> my immediate thought and it and that's the thing is now that i've got a kid it's just gonna get worse 
it's just gonna get worse for me yep <laughs> oh, God. we should be talking to the infectious group podcast people about this because i'm sure they have thoughts but no so the concert was great uh we did we did do a meet and greet before the show with uh simple plan again so now i have to tell everybody uh you you had to show off your tattoo uh that yes. you had done for your mom to to pierre mm-hmm. um because you actually got him to write uh write some lyrics out for yes, him so, i got him write out uh, part of the course to meet you there mm-hmm. and i got a tattooed in his handwriting uh underneath my mom's memorial tattoo yes so so i showed that to the band they all liked it really cool and i hope you know that i'm not i'm not making fun of you with my idea i just thought it would no be like- i know you're not I, I just thought it'd be a lot of fun. So I am, I've been talking, I've been looking at doing like cartoon, like my favorite cartoon characters growing up. You and I are talking about getting uh, Chip and Dale as, mm-hmm. on, on our leg. And so I'm thinking about doing cartoon characters up my leg and I'm going, I love Scooby-Doo as a kid. I still love Scooby-Doo. Like I will watch just about anything Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. So since they did the theme song to what's new Scooby-Doo, I asked Pierre like, would you mind writing out what's new Scooby-Doo so that I can put that around my Scooby-Doo tattoo? And he goes, if that's what you really want, sure. <laughs> and I'm like, I do actually. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so my next tattoo idea, uh, I have to figure out what the hell Scoob's going to do. Um, but yeah, but it's going to have, it's going to have those handwritten lyrics. And then this is, this is what was great. So first off I asked for that. Of course he's like, yeah, do you have like a pen or paper? I'm like, shit, no, all I've got is the, the little lanyard thing that you've already signed. And there's not a whole lot of room there. And he goes, okay. So he sends his tour manager off to go, to go get paper and, and a marker, which he did not have to do. Uh, and I, and I, I actually genuinely felt kind of bad that they, that they were going out of the way to make this happen. Like I really appreciate it, but there were, yeah. there were still other people that were waiting to meet them and I didn't want to be hogging their time. Yeah. um but as they pointed out to me well the camera guy just ran off to go get this paper and pin so we're kind of tied here i'm like well that's fine so we wound up having this cool conversation about the difference between kansas city missouri and kansas mm-hmm. kansas um canadians are very very just intrigued by the fact that we uh the city is divided into two and has two separate governments to run both sides um, we it, overhearing your conversation ansel and i had a similar conversation with chuck yes we were we, we were discussing that until until they got back so then so the tour manager got back who's this uh was he was he english he sounded australian to me but they're yeah, they're then jeff's instagram post called them english so i don't they would know better than we would yes so i'm gonna call them english there and there are some accents over there across the pond it, that it might have... be a watered down english accent enough that it mm-hmm. sounds almost australian so right um plus he's hanging out with a bunch of canadians so it yeah. could be some weird english canadian hybrid i don't know yeah that, <laughs> that that dude just seemed like put out with everything he was having to do like he was nice enough but like whenever people were like like we had a couple people that were in line that asked him for a mask because they required a mask when you went in for the meet and greet which i would like to point out when you bought the vip package it said masks were required for the meet and greet yep not to mention the fact that it was very clear in the email we received a week before the concert detailing how it was going to work that masks were required. So they had plenty of notice that they needed a mask. Yeah. Yeah. And they so, still were just like, oh, I don't have a mask. So this he, dude had to go back to the tour bus to get a spare mask, which was yeah. nicer than I would have been. I would have been like, well, go figure it out or you're not going in. Yeah. 
yeah that's, that's i can't help you right you're not you're not getting in without a mask yeah so go find one or you forfeit you mean great yeah. yeah you were warned yep so um yeah so so that yeah like i said that guy that guy just seemed put out by everything he was nice enough he was just yeah it's very it, i'm sure his job is incredibly yes. stressful having to uh you know corral a bunch of canadian rock stars um off the street because we did see a couple of them running across the street around the venue um Apparently we missed Pierre out on the street, but we saw Seb. Uh, and Chuck was wandering there. around. And then Chuck was wandering around. Um, and we're sitting there. It, we're supposed to go in at 2, and it's like 2.15 as he's walking back towards uh, right in front of us. We're sitting there going, you think maybe that's why we haven't gotten in yet? It's because Chuck got lost. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but they let us in. Uh, we got to go sit through sound check, which was really cool. They actually, so they played one new song for us that they wound up doing uh, during the show that night um and then they took requests for from a few of us they did they did questions and all that um and then like i said they did pictures with everybody uh and like i said pierre pierre wrote down what's new scooby-doo and then made sure to point out that he i i had his permission to add a question mark to the end if i really wanted <laughs> literally yelled at us as we were walking away yeah, so i was like hey, thanks pierre appreciate it <laughs> so uh yeah so we we had a lot of fun with that so i i had to laugh the next day when they posted a compilation of pictures from that night mm -hmm. one of them was them backstage and apparently the uptown theater has a sign just off stage that says attention artists you are in missouri not kansas we are a much more interesting shape and it has a picture of missouri that says yes and a picture of kansas that says no right. and i was just cracking up i was like that's that, that i mean that that sums us up because it happens all the time and it annoys the shit out of all of us yes which is why when when that conversation came up and chuck was like okay so are we in kansas or missouri missouri how far away from kansas are we not very far like 10 minutes yeah okay <laughs> yeah like literally you get out on on this road here uh, there's a road called state line road you yeah. cross it you're in kansas I was like most of the touristy stuff that people want to see are on the Missouri site. So it's very confusing. We get it. However, you are in Missouri. You are not in Kansas. Yeah. So, but yeah, they, they seem completely perplexed by that. And it was, it was just fun to actually talk to them about it and, and point this shit out. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a, we had a good time. Um, we, we avoided the mosh pits. We avoided getting run over by, uh, by people that were, um, uh, crowd surfing uh i am now two for two on getting chuck como back on stage after that that goofy canuck just decides to go this was this was even this was even better than when we saw them three years ago and i did that uh because because of covid and all of that he like stands up on stage and tells everybody he's like i really want to do this i really want to go because i because I, I want to be out there with you guys the fans all this other stuff it's like my one chance to be like the lead singer the 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 lead guy for the band and he goes, but the promoters and, and the venue are telling me, no, no, going crowd surfing is a bad idea. So they put him in a yellow hazmat suit and a uh, like an industrial respirator mask. And he goes and stage dives, yep. you know, gets off, goes, goes crowd surfing. Uh, there were a couple of times I thought for sure that he was going to get dropped, uh, which I is know. why I won't go crowd surfing. Um I was like, it's one thing if you drop a random person, but don't don't drop a member of the band, dude. Right. Yeah. So, but anyway, he he wound up making it back because he went like up and then down, like basically made a giant M shape as he was going up and down through the crowd. 
uh, and then came back. And I'm like, all right, I got you, dude. So grab panic on his face when he started going away from the stage instead of toward the stage. Or he's just like, no, no. And he started rolling, like trying to force them to put, right. push him back towards stage. Yeah. So, yeah. So he came back and he got, of course, he was coming right at me. I'm like, all right, I, I guess, <laughs> I guess this is good to be. So now that I need a job working, working for Simple Plan, just throwing Chuck back on stage at the barrier like that's fine i can do that so i'm just gonna need earplugs <laughs> but yeah grabbed him hoisted his silly ass up there and and there he goes he was off so yeah it was it was a great time and it was nice to actually get to go out and enjoy a concert again um something things that we have missed not that we haven't gone to any shows uh since the pandemic started but um but it was just nice to get back out there and of course you know we took our precautions unlike some people seem to think so uh <laughs> don't don't sub tweet or post at us i will use it for material for this fucking show that's that's all i've got to say about that <laughs> trisha's just sitting there scowling if you could see her face right now it'd be great so all right well we're gonna take a quick break uh when we come back we are going to talk cinemacon news and then of course we're going to review dr strange uh in the multiverse of madness and chippendale rescue rangers so stick around looking for a new podcast check out the infectious groove podcast my name is russ and i host the show along with michelle and kyle every monday the three of us bring you music news and tell you our jammy jam so you'll always have new music to check out the Infectious Groove podcast discusses music from nearly every decade and genre while openly displaying our passion for music you need to hear. On top of that, we have a thought-provoking main topic of discussion every week to get you thinking, discussing, and sharing music. We also include interviews with the music stars of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. Subscribe and listen to the Infectious Groove podcast on your favorite podcast platform today. So, uh, since we've been gone, Kelly Clarkson, um, sorry, I couldn't. No, my brain immediately started singing it. <laughs> That's why I started uh, laughing. Yes. Um, anyway, so since, since we've been on hiatus, uh, we have missed several things. We went to play in a Comic-Con, uh, actually worked the booth for our company. That was nice. I actually got to meet uh, a couple of fellow podcasters while I was working in the booth. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, hold on, sorry. Uh, shout out to the, uh, the Movie Defenders, um, which is a great little podcast. If you get a chance to check it out, um, it's a long show. Every episode, they, they do a deep dive into these movies, but they actually focus on the positive side of movies that maybe didn't get a whole lot of love the first go round. So that's actually kind of cool to get into. And, and, and they, do, they do current stuff, too. Uh, when I checked in with them, the first episode that I listened to was uh, uh, their Knives Out episode, which is a great movie and nobody's going to really argue that, but they actually dug into why it was actually really good and why it was really enjoyable and all this, this other thing. So, um, so yeah, go check them out. Uh, really enjoyable show. Um, so yeah, so we did planet comic-con, um, which Trisha, uh, was apparently ahead of the curve by wearing her captain Carter cosplay. That is not a spoiler for Dr. Strange, uh, because it is, uh, it was in one in of the, the trailer. Spots, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, but, uh, we did that. 
The biggest bunch of movie news, though, came out at CinemaCon. Olivia Wilde uh, being served uh, custody papers notwithstanding, um, which still not Jason Sudeikis' fault. Like, let's, nope. let's be real. Um, but yeah, so so there were several several big things to come out. So the overarching theme of CinemaCon this year uh, is that, well, obviously theaters are back. We're all good. Um, and and, and to, to an extent, that is true. We're still we're still getting people back in the doors, no. um, but with the glut of content that we have had uh, since the start of the year, I think you and I were talking about this. This year has been strong. Not every week, but at least once a month or twice a month, we're getting something that people mm-hmm. are actually genuinely excited to see. Yes. Kicked off the year with Scream. Um, we got into what was February. I feel like there was something big in February that we had. Um, shit. I don't remember. Ago. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, Mar- March gave us the Batman. Uh, April gave us a couple of different things with uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two, um, Fantastic Beasts, which didn't do as hot, but it did well enough for us anyway. Yeah. Um, and even the bad guys. And then there was also some smaller movies that that kind of made their mark too, with Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, which we didn't get to see, but is getting rave reviews. Um, the unbearable weight of massive talent with Nicolas Cage, which I watched. It was actually really good, uh, better than it had any right to be. I would watch Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal uh, play off each other all day. Um, and then uh, the Northmen, which is getting great rave reviews, but like our audience at our theater is just like, "What? This is not what I signed up for." And I'm going, "You obviously didn't pay attention. Pay attention to Robert Eggers' uh, previous work." So. Um, yeah, so if you're expecting a straightforward action Viking movie, you're going to be disappointed. So, but we still have it. I'm aiming to watch it this week. So, uh, or at least hoping to before or after Top Gun. I'm not sure which. So, um, so CinemaCon, of course, all the studios are there. The theaters are there um, talking about, you know, what's coming, what, what we have to look forward to. Um, one of the big pieces of news to come out, though, uh, is... Hold on, let's see. Sorry. Um, theater Owners Chief, so this is NATO, the National Association of Theater Owners, not the other NATO that's dealing with Ukraine and Russia right now. The original NATO. Yes, the original like NATO. to point that out. Yes, don't believe me. Google it. It's fine. Um, they have said, this is according to Variety, says day and date movies are dead as a serious business model. Now, this is something you that we have been talking about on this show. Talked about ad nauseum. Like, and, and, and yeah so uh so from variety uh quote i am pleased to announce that simultaneous release is dead as a serious business model and piracy is what killed it john fithian head of the national association of theater owners told a packed auditorium of exhibitors on tuesday at CinemaCon. uh he didn't claim that release windows uh the which is the industry parlance for the length of time that when movies are available exclusively mm-hmm. in theaters is going to get longer uh, most of them have been cut in half with the majority about 45 days, which we have said that's fine. Yeah. We just need used, to- used to be 90 days. Yeah. It, and it used to be a lot longer than that. Uh, yeah. And it's just, it's gotten shorter and shorter. And now, mm-hmm. now the pandemic has shortened it quite a bit, um, which is fine. Movie theaters just need with a big release like Batman or mm-hmm. Sonic or uh, Doctor Strange. We really just need at least four to five weeks yeah so or six, six weeks, weeks would be great but 
I would say, yeah, four to five is acceptable. Yeah. So like if we can get it for at least a month, that gives yeah. us a chance to get people that really want to see the movie mm-hmm. the way it was meant to be seen, get their asses in the theaters, buying popcorn, keeping us yeah. in jobs. That's theaters all. make their money. The studios make their initial money and yep. then you can move it to streaming services. Yes. So, um, yeah, so this is great. So, which is funny though, because as soon as, as soon as this was said, I looked at uh, the release for Universal's Firestarter, which was a day and date release on Peacock, uh, which may honestly did nothing uh, on location. I was gonna say terrible, terrible reviews. Uh, maybe a lackluster trailer. Like, I, granted, Blumhouse made the movie. It's it's on a small enough budget. It will be fine. Like. I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, even Stephen King is not talking about it. And yeah. that's kind of noticeable. This is a lot. So um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's nice to actually hear this though. And I know, I know that there are people that are listening to the show that are sitting there going, Oh, why? I just want to stay home and watch movies. One, why are you listening to a show about movie theaters Two, <laughs> Okay. You just have to wait longer then you just, you, and this is the way it's always been. You've had to wait longer years and years and years ago in the age of blockbuster and hollywood video you would wait six months to six to nine months if not a full year after a movie came out mm-hmm. to actually get to rent it and watch it at home so hold on i gotta get my kiddo yes yes rage rage yeah <laughs> come here yeah you want to come do the show daddy okay so uh but yeah you would wait that length of time if not longer in order to watch a movie um mm-hmm. you know uh, which is whatever and nobody complained nobody complained whatsoever but now now in the age of instant gratification and streaming well i can't watch it on the same day it's in theaters well that's bullshit well that's bullshit is that you're getting to watch it included into your service and my theater is not making any money off of it yeah. to keep me in a job I will say, if you've listened to us through the, through the last two years talk about this and all the reasonings why it's not feasible and it shouldn't be done and all this, and you're still sitting there going, well, I just want it now. You're just selfish, and I would prefer you not listen to us. Yeah. So Because if you're prepared to forego not only the entire exhibition industry, but also basically doom the, the future of movies just so that you can watch something right away, yeah, you just go away. Yeah. Sorry. This ain't for you so and those and those people who are like i I can wait patiently until it's ready that's fine oh i appreciate that yeah i respect that that's fine yeah the people who want day and date despite all the proof that not only does it not work that movie theaters would completely fail without it and that revenue would fail therefore the budget of movies would shrink considerably yeah and you're still sitting there going don't care want it now yeah no go away There, there's a reason that Netflix is now struggling and it's because they've dumped so much money into original content. Not that I have a problem with that, but they've dumped it at, you know, 150, $200 million movies that they're not making any extra revenue off of. That's just, yeah. that's just not a good business model. Um, Six Underground, which is not a great movie, but it's, it's fun. It's a typical Michael Bay action flick with Ryan Reynolds. Movie should have at least, if it had been released in theaters, would have cleared some money and now they're having to reconcile with the fact that yeah we we may need to start releasing more stuff in theaters for a little bit longer exclusively than a week um just to make some of that money back um 
you know, and even even with whatever percentage that the theaters get, it's still making more money going that way than than it is to just drop it on your streaming service at 15 bucks a month and and hope that new subscribers will come in and watch it you know and pay pay and not not use the free trial or whatever um yeah so it was it of course that was the big reassuring message out of CinemaCon, which is great um so and like i said 45 days is is more than probably more than enough at this point so i don't think we need to extend that i would i would go 60 just because i like a good round number but 45 is fine um at least it ends in five right yes so uh let's see uh yeah i think that was pretty much it for that um of course this out there at cinemacon they wound up debuting new footage from uh upcoming marvel features um of course they did some footage from the new flash movie which may or may not wind up having ezra miller replaced we don't know probably uh I, as as things go on with that that gentleman there's so many different rumors out there that who who even knows anymore yeah um but between that warner brothers problems with uh fantastic beasts not doing so hot uh and the amber heard johnny depp trial just exacerbating everything for for everybody um yeah, it'll be it'll be curious to see how some of that stuff goes forward. Uh, but they went did wind up uh, doing uh, doing some of the stuff. So uh, let's see. Um, yeah, we they also gave us gave us a first look at the new Avatar movie. I still don't care. We got the trailer before Doctor Strange, and I'm going cool. Uh, you guys are gonna pay a billion dollars to watch it, and I'm gonna forget about it as soon as it gets here. So. Um, Let's see. Trying to find some of these hot topics here. So, um, box office has been doing a whole lot better. Is one of the things they talked about. Um, Let's see. Let's get out of there. Uh, All right. Let's talk about Sony. Sony is a good one to start with because they got a couple things here that I want to talk about. Um, They have confirmed we are getting another Ghostbusters movie after Afterlife, which is great. I'm excited to see what they do with that. Um, they also shared footage of Craven the Hunter, which is another movie in the Spider-Man universe of Marvel characters, whatever the fuck they're calling it these days. Um, and they have announced that there will be a Venom 3. Um, to which Amy Pascal, the one of the producers, said, we are in the planning stages right now, but, we are foc- but what we are focused on is getting everybody to come and see No Way Home. Um, well, we've already seen it, so and you wasted an opportunity there with Venom at the end of that too. So, why should I be shocked at this point? Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm going okay. The Ghostbusters thing I'm excited about. Venom I'm not at all excited about. I'm probably not going to watch a third Venom movie after these first two. <laughs> so, uh, as I put it, with the second one, it was better, but only because it was mercifully short um not not a good sign we didn't watch morbius um had no desire and it looks like we might have been right for that um yeah so uh and no word on that but craven the hunter is one of those things but then they they have announced good old sony uh never one to to let a bad idea ruin their day have announced that they are doing a movie in the same universe with a uh 
obscure is not even the right word for it because this this character was only in two uh, two issues of spider-man at any, any given time el muerto starring bad bunny who i i know i know who he is but i don't know anything about him um other than that he's he's a he's an artist a recording artist um but el muerto so hold on let me let me get into this the character of el muerto a aka juan carlos because we couldn't couldn't get a better less generic spanish name than juan carlos was a super-powered wrestler who originally fought Spider-Man in a charity wrestling match in which he nearly unmasked the web-slinger before being stung by Spider-Man with a paralyzing poison. After his oppressor, El Dorado, came to claim his life, he was saved by Spider-Man, after which the two team up to defeat Dorado. So, okay, hold on. As somebody who is, who is half uh, Mexican descent, cool i'm all for latin representation i really am you know what? i loved coco uh and kanto was really good uh getting to see oscar isaac do all the things like i'm all for do i really need to see bad bunny as, as a, a superpower wrestler I, I don't think so i'm 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 good um trisha just hearing this any interest at all in this feature whatsoever not particularly i didn't think so um <laughs> like i said it, it's i i looked at that when they first announced it and i just went huh we are so desperate to hang on to our spidey characters that we're gonna okay we doing we doing not even deep cuts this is just just weird scraping the bottom of the barrel um, um that sounds like something straight out of a red panda on tiktoks that uh league of, of regrettable superheroes yes book. yes oh god yeah if uh yeah oh oh that just that just sounds terrible i'm just and, and i could be wrong that it might actually be pretty good but um you know sony's track record with me so far just just ain't, ain't looking good no so um yeah uh yeah, I, I don't. I think the only thing that you and I would be excited for out of this batch of news is is Ghostbusters. Correct. Four. I guess technically. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be Ghostbusters four because I'm not counting the uh, the reboot. So, sue me. <laughs> don't, don't snicker. You're not either. <laughs> We're not having this conversation again. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just saying. <laughs> When, when you reboot it, you're restarting, so you can't be number three. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So, so that was that news. Warner Brothers has announced we are getting a sequel to The Batman, tentatively titled The Batman 2, because we don't have any other things behind, besides that, uh, with Robert Pattinson returning as Bruce Wayne slash Batman, and, uh, of course, uh, Matt Reeves returning to direct, probably to co-write. Uh, so I would imagine we'll probably get uh, get quite a bit of the returning cast. And this is in addition to uh, the Penguin spinoff series that's going to HBO Max. Um, so it looks like Warner Brothers uh, Discovery is really going to put some money into, into this version of the Batman universe. I'm not mad about it. Like I'm not either. I really enjoyed the Batman. I really did too. Um, I, I do want us to eventually get back to a fun Batman where it's not necessarily full-blown campy, but a little more colorful and bright. Yeah. Um, 
you know, like I don't I don't need it to be Batman and Robin levels of goofball comic bookiness, but like have a little fun. Batman can smile yeah. once on Blue Moon. It's fine. But the people that have complained, so people that have complained about about how dark Batman's gotten, I'm going, look, I get it, but there there is several different iterations on film and television that you can watch to appease your bat palate, yes. so to speak. So, um, yeah, I have no idea what they're going to do with this. I would assume we will probably get Riddler and Joker teaming up, as that's what was... Te- uh, it, the movie's two months old. I'm not even giving spoiler warnings anymore. Um, yeah, so this and this is on top of Warner Brothers having a fairly mediocre year last year <laughs> because the day and date thing that really hurt them. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but when they put the Batman, so the movie clocked in 760 million around the globe, uh, and when they dropped it on HBO Max, it did uh, get to 4.1 million households on HBO Max in its first week. So people are watching it. There is an interest. So that is good news for them. Um, but yeah, now that they now that they know that they will not make money by doing it the other way, yeah, um, good. We'll we'll only be seeing it in theaters. That's 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 always great news. So, um, and then I think that was it. The only other things that are coming out of uh, that came out of CinemaCon um, is that everybody watched Top Gun Maverick, and apparently it's like the greatest movie ever made by according to everybody that saw it. And I'm going, how old okay. are you? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like sure fine like i'm gonna watch it apparently and it is getting like actually from actual critics it is getting great reviews which is good i'm, I'm glad to hear that like i hope it's better than i'm expecting it to be what's the matter baby yeah so but that was pretty much it for CinemaCon. um yeah all right so we're gonna take another quick break when we come back uh, again, we're going to dive into spoilers when we do these reviews. So we're talking Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. If you have not seen either, shut the show off now. Go to your <laughs> local cinema, watch Doctor Strange, then sit on your happy ass at home afterwards and watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers on Disney+. Plus. We'll be right back. We enjoy this great podcast to talk about our little show, Sorry You're In My Seat. It's a movie podcast and no one's doing movies. I don't think anyone thought of the idea, let's talk about movies on a podcast, put it out there. Well, we we go where no one else dares. We've done Zombies. Yeah. Spielberg. Yeah. Amy Adams. Yeah. Animation. Oh, Street Fighter. You can't win them all. Subscribe now. Search for Sorry You're In My Seat wherever you get your podcasts. we're back and if you've made it this far then you know we're about to get yes we're about to get into spoilers <laughs> for dr strange in the multiverse of madness uh and chippendale rescue rangers so this is your last chance there is no turning back if you don't want either movie ruined for you you need to pause the show and go go watch those things now in three two one holy shit was that movie off? <laughs> like, okay. Um, it, it and I've sat here and thought about. It. I haven't watched it since we watched it that first time. This might be my new favorite Marvel movie. Um, it's definitely top five for me. Yes. Um, you know, Marvel is not has has pretty well. 
this so phase four as far as the movies go have been kind of hit or miss for me um i enjoyed black widow it wasn't my favorite uh i love like we talked about how much we loved shang chi when it came mm-hmm. out great eternals had potential they just didn't reach so um so yeah so now and then of course spider-man uh no way home was just excellent so now we have dr strange in the multiverse of madness which picks up not uh not right away from from spider-man but not too long afterwards uh and it ties it ties together the threads that were left in the wandavision series that came out last Mm -hmm. year as well um so yeah so the whole plot basically is dr strange has got to keep wanda from basically tearing apart the entire multiverse just trying to get her kids back um she's she basically just wants to go to another universe and s- steal that version of Wanda's children. Yes. So, and I know there's been a lot of people that have sat there and watched WandaVision and then watched this and going, well, that just ruined her arc. And I'm going, no, no. The WandaVision arc was her getting over the loss. Of, I say getting over, dealing with the loss of vision. Um, the very end of it is her using dark magic to try and and get her boys back tommy and billy um and so so yeah so it 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 closed out one thread for but it left one completely wide open and that's what we get to Mm -hmm. here so it is nice to actually get a marvel movie where the villain isn't just the exact you know the the mirror image version of our hero in some ways it is uh, because, you know, Scarlet Witch does have the magic she deals with. Doctor Strange has his magic, but she's also somebody that has fought alongside the Avengers yeah. and all that. And so it takes on a totally different tone from that perspective. We get introduced to America Chavez, who uh, is able to, as somebody put it, great. We get one Mexican superhero and her, her, her superpower is jumping borders. So um or someone else but her her superpowers immigration yes um so yeah so we get to go see several different multiverses we only really get to spend meaningful time in two but we do get this really cool sequence that they allude to in the trailer where they are falling through different universes um hilarity ensues (laughs) that was Uh, a lot of fun it was a lot of fun um What we do get to wind up seeing, though, is we get introduced to a version of Marvel's Illuminati. Now, Trisha, you're not super well versed in the comics, which is fine. Um, and I, I know enough to get by. Uh, but the Illuminati is basically a council of Marvel superheroes. Yes, I know. I know. Uh, it's a council of Marvel superheroes who basically kind of get together to keep shit from going tits up. So... Uh, in the comics, it has generally consisted of Black Panther, uh, Namor the Submariner, uh, Iron Man, uh, Professor X, and a whole host of others. In this iteration, we do get, uh, this, is, this is where the big cameos come in at, and this yes. is where we were excited. So we mentioned earlier in the show, Captain Carter. She is there, played by Haley Atwell. Um, you also get, uh, uh, oh my gosh, what is her name? She was in... Um, she was in No Time to Die. Um, uh, Maria Rambo. You get Maria Rambo's version of uh, of Captain Marvel. I cannot remember that actress's name. Lashana Lynch. There we go. I knew I'd get there. 
Um, you get Lashana Lynch as a variation of uh, of Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. You get Chiwetel Ejiofor is back as the, a different universe's uh, Carl Mordo, uh, who doesn't seem to have as much beef with Doctor Strange as the one in, in our universe does. Um, not, not as much, yes. Yeah, I was say, until later. Um, and then, of course, uh, two other big cameos. We do get Professor X back, which was teased in the trailers. Um Played again by Patrick Stewart because who the fuck else is going to play him besides James McAvoy? Like, um, no, you get Patrick Stewart when you can get Patrick Stewart. Sorry, James. So, but then I think the he one, would argue with you either. Yeah, but then we get one one cameo that yes, I know, I know. What's matter? You want your bank? We get one cameo that blows all the others away in my mind. Because it is straight out of Marvel's, you know, like like fan casting. Like, this is who we want to see. We know there's a Fantastic Four movie coming. We get Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic himself, played by none other than John Krasinski. And we I, lost our minds when he came on screen. Yeah. When I say we lost our collective shit, I mean we lost our collective shit. Like, screaming. So he appears, and like I said, we lose our damn minds. And he's there. He's not there long. None of these characters are. Um, but we get to we get to see him uh, in. Oh, and then I forgot about the other one. We get Anson Mount as Black Bolt from the uh, the Inhuman series. That one threw me for a loop because I didn't watch it, and it was pan, yeah, and I wasn't expecting it. But it was still cool. I was like, way to acknowledge that that everything that that we've had so far has some semblance of canonicity somewhere yeah. in the multiverse. Um, which is just carrying over from from what we got to see in No Way Home with the Matt Murdock uh, cameo and bringing in all the old Spider-Man villains from both franchises previous. Um, I think it's actually really cool that Marvel is doing that, not just as fan service, but as as a way to kind of tie things together. Yeah. Uh, and DC is about to do the same when, when the Flash movie comes out. So it's going to be interesting to see how they approach it um, by bringing in uh michael keaton's batman but yeah so we get to enjoy this this moment but it it don't last long because when wanda shows up as she has already stated earlier in the movie i will destroy you to if you get in my way yeah and boy howdy does she this is so all right so if you're familiar with any any movie that sam raimi has made outside of spider-man you'll know the dude has no problem going for scares um he is he is one of the one of the kings of horror um from the past 40 years between the evil dead movies uh doing dark man uh, drag me to hell um the guy's got a got a pension for horror and does it well without going like over the top with gore or anything yeah mm-hmm. you've got something to say you didn't even see the movie <laughs> so um so yeah so we get this moment where as as the Illuminati is picked off one by one, it it it's kind of mind blowing, uh, yeah. To say the least uh, for poor uh, for poor Black Bolt, uh, whose head literally pops and gets caved in like bubble wrap. It's just and it's like no blood anywhere. It's just grotesque to look at. Um, yeah. 
you know, and it definitely feels like they're pushing the boundaries of PG-13 horror in this one sequence. Oh, definitely. Because uh, the first thing we said when we walked out, we're like, there's going to be a lot of scarred little children because parents don't pay attention to the PG-13 rating and bring their small children because it's a comic book movie. True. And Marvel has straight up said it is the MCU's first horror movie. And that's one of the cool things that they've done with the entire MCU is try to make every movie obviously they're superhero movies but they fit into a certain genre as well um you know because i'm sorry but she is okay she turned right she was just intently staring at that bottle like get 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 bring it bring it bring it here <laughs> she plays with it it's hilarious so and now she's talking around it we don't talk about muscle yeah uh <laughs> so would you there you go yeah she's just playing with it now so um anyway so yeah so we're uh so we like i said they get picked off one by one um my favorite though of of those those characters being destroyed was seeing john krasinski get shredded like a cheese stick uh just pulled apart like a pull and peel twizzler um again no blood but you just don't expect it to happen and you're just like what the fuck and so at that point you realize none of these characters are are long for this world um i feel bad for you because poor captain carter gets meets her demise and only spends half the day uh sliced in half by her own shield right like just the disrespect um and then poor lashana lynch just unceremoniously crushed by a statue like come on yeah Um, yeah and so and then of course professor x gets his neck snapped in in like the dream world like and it's brutal it's fucking brutal that one might have been the most difficult to watch yeah like everything else is like okay that's kind of fun no 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 this was this was demon wanda like creeping up on him in the dream world and breaking that old man's neck like you're like holy shit um yeah so it it does not shy away from its horror roots um and they have so much fun of course there's always the the bruce campbell cameo that you have to have in a in a sam raimi movie uh which is played for laughs um one of my one of my favorite things and that actually is him so you have to tie him back to his post credit scene at the very end of the movie marvel's done a great job over the years of doing either a setup for another movie or trolling the shit out of fans and this movie is no exception with its with its post-credit sequence uh you get the you get the the post-credit or the mid-credit scene right after the the fancy titles and whatnot get played uh where we get shirley Theron as clea who will eventually become mrs dr strange um dr mrs strange either way uh she's gonna become his his bride at some point or at least in the comics she does uh, which I'm sitting there going, well, that's a good way to introduce things. Um, but then we get this this post credit scene where we follow up with Bruce Campbell's character, Pizza Papa, who, uh, when we last saw him, was first with beating the piss out of himself with his own hand, which is definitely a callback to the Evil Dead movies where his hand becomes possessed and tries to kill him and everybody around him. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a great callback. But anyway, it, it winds up ending with with the hand finally settling down and not hitting him anymore. He just yells, it's over. And that's it. People have walked out pissed and it's been glorious. Like I can't count how many times I've heard somebody say, I waited through all of that just for that. That's fucking stupid. I'm sitting there going, do you not remember the end of Spider-Man far or Spider-Man homecoming where we get 
Captain Did they America. not remember the end of um, Thor: The Dark World when the last the post credit scene is literally just a, a, a random forgotten weird creature just frolicking through a yeah through a, a I think it was a shipyard and that's it. Uh, that was the end of it. Captain Marvel, where uh, Goose winds up yakking up the uh, the Tesseract, like we it, this is not new. It's not new not new you should you should be expecting you're gonna have a mid-credit scene and a post-credit scene one of them is going to be important to the future of the mcu one of them is gonna just be a joke scene which one is played where you're never gonna know until you get there so if the mid-credit scene is important to the story i guarantee you the post-credit scene is going to be a joke uh yes and no chances Uh are I was going to say you you kind of have a you have 50/50 odds on on that second one because um you know here the last few movies we either well with Spider-Man we got the trailer for Doctor Strange which I was I was honestly kind of content to have just that wind up being what they do as the post credits like just doing a trailer for whatever's next mm-hmm. um, and just secretly drop it on us cuz I thought that was a cool way to go about that yeah um but I mean, yeah. So you 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 have you have a, a 50-50 shot of it being another serious setup, like it was for Shang Chi and for Eternals, um, where you know in Eternals you get the 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 setup for Black Knight and Blade, um, and then with uh, with Shang Chi you get obviously something established with with his sister taking over mm-hmm. uh, the Ten Rings. Um, so yeah so here here having a little bit of fun this is this is just typical sam raimi at that point like that's and that's what i really appreciated about it um but yeah i had so much fun watching this movie dr or benedict cumberbatch i mean he is dr strange um but he he actually gets to have a bit of a character arc here where he kind of deals with okay yeah though my actions definitely have consequences and am i the same person you know in every he he finally deals with the emotional fallout of everything he's been through in the mcu mm-hmm. yeah so let's be real he has not dealt with any of that he's just been kind of like all right what am i doing now okay we're doing this now cool let's exactly. go exactly um you get you get uh soshi gomez as uh, uh america chavez who she is new to the scene she steals every scene she's in she is so much fun to watch she is a she plays america chavez so well yeah. um and and just brings a lot of heart to it uh, for for being for being a young actress, I think she's very talented, and I think she's got a bright future ahead of her. And it's very clear that with her and the setup of Tommy and Billy in WandaVision, uh, and a few other characters that have been sprinkled throughout, we're looking at a young Avengers setup at yes. some point, which is going to be cool. Um, and then of course uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen is back uh, and gets to. Um, really i think put the cherry on top of her performances so far as as wanda um because her entire arc in this you feel for her even though she is doing some pretty heinous shit and maybe it's just me as a parent like she is doing some pretty heinous shit but it's to try and get to be with her kids yeah i I mean you get it like you know you feel for her you don't want her to do these things but you know it's how far will a mother's love go um played played for for horror set but it's not like she's a full-blown villain either because i mean obviously there there's uh the dark hold that is that has taken her on um corrupted her to the point of going as far as she has um and so yeah so you you get 
you get a pretty well-rounded movie out of this that is just it's an absolute blast to watch it's so much fun i still want to watch it in 3d because uh, that's actually an option for us again because it just i went and looked at it while while we've got it mm-hmm. and it looks really cool in 3d i'm like yeah, I, I this would be a fun one um but yeah it just I, like i said i highly recommend seeing it in theaters uh, and and for me to sit there and say it's probably my new favorite Marvel movie, that's that's really high praise. Yeah. Um, so because I I have frequently like I've enjoyed the MCU so far, and I have ones that I really really like more than others. Uh, but as I've said, they they are definitely the fast food of of cinema, which and there's nothing wrong with that. I love a good greasy cheeseburger from McDonald's just as much as the next person, but um this one this one hit all the right marks for me so so this one was uh it was classed up it was more like a five guys so a little more gourmet um you know complete with with splitting a potato into so you feeling gross afterwards yes pretty much i did feel a little gross afterwards because yeah watching yeah watching uh watching john krasinski get shredded like mozzarella just not fun <laughs> but really enjoyable so yeah um all in all i really enjoyed it trisha i feel like i've rambled on enough about it what do you have to add you pretty much covered it okay cool so so that's movie with spoilers number one number two you can sit at home and watch because disney's cowards and didn't trust us the millennials to go out and actually (laughs) see this movie in theaters and they should have uh chippendale rescue rangers um inspired by not based on inspired by the <laughs> late 80s early 90s animated series chippendale rescue rangers uh features our intrepid little chipmunks um going on adventures to save the day and solve crimes uh the movie is not that well it is that <laughs> but it's not that so in the movie we get to take the uh the who framed roger rabbit uh route uh, very which, much so which and it's very obvious that it, that is the inspiration, uh, yeah. which is great, like absolutely great. Um, it's been thirty years since that show got canceled. Chip and Dale are now living 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 very different lives from each other. Chip's selling insurance, um, <laughs> coercive in- insurance. That was one of my favorite jokes in there. It's like right, like it's like I'm not trying to to get you to to buy this, but you you should, and here's why. <laughs> And then you work for coercive insurance. I'm going, that's, yeah, that's just good, good comedy. Uh, voiced by John Mulaney, who may have been perfectly cast as the most put upon chipmunk out there. Uh, play, uh, playing opposite Andy Samberg as Dale, who is also perfectly cast for this iteration of the character. Um, they do something really fun here, which you've seen in the trailers. He's had, uh, he's had CGI surgery. So now he is that. Uh, not quite photorealistic uh, CGI, but the uh, but just definitely a computer generated character, uh, yeah. which is really funny to look at uh, between the two of them. But throughout the movie, they wind up going across several different animation styles for several, <laughs> uh, and there are cameos in there that you are Dude, so many cameos. Um, not just Disney characters either, like. Um, yeah i'm just i mean I, i'm not sure there's a, a property that disney owns that was not touched right um but yeah so so i'm sitting there watching i i popped it on yesterday we're recording on saturday so so it came out friday on may 20th i said fuck it i'm here at home i'm gonna watch it um and then i wound up watching half of it again when i got home from work last night because i enjoyed it so much 
but the whole plot is basically these two are now getting stuck back together because poor Monterey Jack has has got cheese addiction issues that have gotten him into money trouble. Uh, and I text you and I said, the fact that Monty's cheese addiction is going to be some kid's first introduction to characters with substance abuse issues is fantastic. And I am here for it. Um, because yeah, they, they, they do. They follow the, 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 yes, I know. They follow the tropes. Of, yeah. of he he gets into debt with the Valley gang. Yeah. And when you get in, when a, when a tune gets in debt, the Valley gang, they kidnap them. They, they give them subtly change them to avoid copyright issues and then they force them to they call it bootlegging force them to be in bootleg. make, make bootleg versions of movies for the rest of their life yes so instead of so so poor flounder is one of the victims that gets kidnapped uh and gets altered and thrown into a movie called the small the small fish girl um yeah the the titles are, are just fantastic um uh, but yeah so you get eric banna as monterey jack who winds up going missing not long after uh chip and dale see him and of course they go on a whirlwind adventure across la trying to find their friend um and of course we don't see a whole lot of gadget hack wrench or zipper until towards the, the end until the third act uh, but we do know that they so hold on so they got married and had 40 some odd kids some of whom look like nightmare fuel uh some of whom are really cute. i'm pretty sure all of them look like nightmare fuel no 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 because like the, so so there's this great gag where where chip is looking at the picture of the kids because oh that one that one's got gadgets eyes and uh and and ears or something like that uh and and it looks like gadget but with like six arms and you know it's, it's a cute little bug looking creature and then the other one is like well this one's got 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 zippers hands or something to that i can't remember what the joke was but it, it's this green giant eared like flying rat looking creature that i'm like oh god no that is that is straight nightmare fuel <laughs> uh but they they do gags like that and then of course um there's all these references to the old disney afternoon slot uh yeah. they play upon they they Dale goes to comic-con Oh, or yeah, you know, FanCon, FanCon. FanCon, I mean. Yes. So, um, yeah, so uh, where we get introduced to characters such as Tigra from the old Avengers uh, late 90s series. And then, again, this is the spoiler review. So if you're this far and you've watched the movie, congratulations, you got to see ugly Sonic make his triumphant return. I lost my damn mind at that. I was laughing so hard, especially when they focused on his human teeth. I know. I was gonna say there's two different times where they focus on his teeth. Oh god, and it is it is horrifying. But I love the fact I love the fact that uh, that Akiva Schaefer and Disney were able to go over to to Paramount to say, "Look, you changed your Sonic design. Can we use him for this?" And here's what we've got. And actually actually give him his moment of triumph in the finale uh yeah you know and i'm sitting there going that is that is fantastic it's still horrifying to look at uh but my god what what the what a brilliant gag setup that they had there um but yeah so we get to see that uh and of course we go down we go down main street which definitely looks like the disneyland main street 
where you have cartoon characters that are selling their wares, but it's definitely much seedier than it looks. Um, and we get introduced to uh, 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 definitely a knockoff Muppet that's supposed yes. to be like uh, the Swedish chef, who's actually an underground stinky cheese dealer. Um, oh God, no, they, they, they play with it so well. It is done... It is done in a way that is very much uh, loving of of those characters, yeah. while at the same time skewering Disney and every other studio for just constantly rebooting, remaking, and all that. Yeah. Um, and every comment that anyone's ever had about problems with various animation styles is definitely pulled played for a gag. Oh yeah. Like when they go, when they finally stumble across where Sweet Pete is, and they meet like the the doorman, and they're like are you are you looking at me and he's like i'm definitely looking at you and oh no he's got those dead polar express eyes <laughs> yeah they have no problem name dropping other movies and shows as well uh we also get a crossover that i never would have expected with uh batman versus et um and they actually do have a clip of that movie in in this movie and i'm going oh my god you got universal and dc to agree to this <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man um yeah i had it's a wild ride i had so much fun watching it like i said it is definitely the spiritual sequel to who framed roger rabbit yeah. and it includes roger rabbit very very briefly mm -hmm. so and none of that none of that's really spoilery that's that's in the trailer as well yeah. but it's still funny when it happens like you're just like there's and there's so many posters in the background yes my my two favorites were definitely fast and furious babies Oh God! And Lego Miserab. Lego Miserab was fantastic. Um, I'm still loving the Batman v uh, Batman v E T yeah. uh, one. Uh, and then there was, I feel like there was another gag in there that had me. Hold on, I have to check my text messages to you because I I was definitely uh, <laughs> live tweeting you as I was watching it. Hold on. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, oh. Um, um i did like that they there's a brief glimpse of uh the horrifying cats from cats yes and mention of uncanny valley yes uh yeah i did mention that the terrible adaptation that keeps on giving mm -hmm. um let's see the sock puppet cop there is a sock puppet yes uh in the crime scene at monty's apartment um uh, which we do get to see there's two other cops that are there and they're the guards, the, the donut guards from, uh, from Wreck-It Ralph mm -hmm. uh, that made me chuckle. But then you have J.K. Simmons as Captain Putty, the, the cop in, uh, that's in charge of, of, of this case. Yeah. Um, and we, we forgot about um, Kiki Lane as uh, uh, Ellie Steckler, uh, who does a great job playing the fangirl cop that yeah. they, they wind up sowing a little doubt into you at some point during the movie. Yep. Uh, to which i'm going that's ah, too obvious <laughs> <laughs> uh but one of the so yeah so um let's see oh they uh i did point this out there's a shot on main street where you can see a couple of uh fat cats henchmen from the original series um in the background and i thought that was just just a nice little touch and i can't remember those characters names even though i started watching the show right after i watched the movie yeah um so, but yeah but like a couple of henchmen in the background you've got Fer Phineas and Ferb's mom out there dealing on the streets like doing whatever um there's just so there's there's shots of South Park characters there's shots of the Simpsons yes. 
I, that was that was what blew me away. And so I bitched about this when Space Jam 2 came out and they included Rick and Morty. When they included Rick and Morty, though, it was a speaking cameo. And I was just blown away by it. I'm like, really? Like, And at mm-hmm. that point, it did feel like it was just, you know, Warner Brothers just jerking themselves off to show off all this IP that they had on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, here, they're not doing that. Like, yeah, okay, you get all this, this Disney content um, that's thrown out there. But then you see Randy Marsh in a Russian bathhouse, like next to a couple of Disney pigs. Like, what the fuck? Wasn't and he doesn't say anything. It's just he's there. No, he's there. He's just he's just there. He's and I'm sitting there when I see him. As soon as I see him, I just immediately think to myself, Tegrity Weed. Like, you know, just the stupid shit he's been up to on later seasons of South Park. Um you, you can tell that this whole movie, while it was made to be kid friendly. It's mm-hmm. definitely made for for adults. It's it's yeah. It it's, was the target audience was us. Yeah. So because there's so much in there that would go straight over a kid's head. Yeah. But that we found hilarious. Oh yeah. And it's I mean it is it is just uh, it is weird. Hold on. It was weird seeing uh uh hearing or seeing hearing the words uh the word hell come out of Chip's mouth. Oh yeah. Not Lainey's voice. I'm just sitting there going, Chippendale don't curse. <laughs> what? No. Ah, fuck it, they do. <laughs> but yeah, I I enjoyed every second of it. J.K. Simmons is clearly having a blast playing Captain Putty. Um, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg are just perfect together as Chippendale. You could not have gotten better casting than that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If you are nostalgic for the '90s Disney cartoons, loved Chippendale, or just really dug Who Framed Roger Rabbit or any of these other movies where they cross uh, live action with animation, highly recommend you check it out. Um. I honestly, I think this might be the best Disney Plus original that they've put out since Noel, and that's saying something because there's not been a whole lot of good content on there <laughs> as far as their original movies go. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, Trisha, I am really glad that you enjoyed it. I, I figured you probably would because the sense of humor is just right up our, both our alleys. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was it was fun. So, all right. Well, kiddo, you've been talking this entire time. So I think you and I got to hang out for a little bit. That's going to do it for us this week on My Drunk Movie Theater. Um, don't know when we'll be back, but check us out uh, on Twitter. You can always follow us on there. Contact us on there. Um, love to hear from you guys hoping to do this a little more often but i can't swear to that so uh for all of us here at my drunk movie theater i'm kyle sutton i'm trisha campbell and be nice to your damn movie staff yeah be nice to your damn movie staff isn't that right yeah